Greetings everybody. Apologies for the lateness of this note today. I've been travelling all day, but hopefully it's going to be a good one. Devarim Perek Dalad chapter 4 of Deuteronomy begins. Ata Yisrael, now listen, Israel, pay attention to the statutes and the laws which I am going to teach you today. This is what Moshe begins, what will be the great speech of Devarim, lengthy speech recounting the critical mitzvot and lessons that have been learned over the last 40 years that Israel will take with them into the land. In particular, it is the introduction to returning to Har Sinai, recreating the experience of standing at Mount Sinai, and in the next chapter, tomorrow's chapter, Devarim Perek chapter 5, we will have the Ten Commandments themselves. I, however, want to step back just a little bit and note that Chazal, our sages, when dividing up the Parshiot, didn't begin with our verse for Ata Yisrael. Rather, they jumped back about seven verses into chapter three, and they put the parsha division at the verse which begins Ve'et Hanan. And so whereas Ve'et Hanan is towards the end of chapter three, in terms of the parashiot, the readings in the synagogue, it is put at the, as the introduction to our chapter in chapter four. Ve'et Hanan el Hashem be'et says Moshe, I begged God at that time, saying, Adoni Hashem, my master, God, please let me cross over. Let me see that good land on the other side of the Jordan. And Rashi there asks a very simple question. I pleaded with God at that time. Says Rashi, what time? When was this? When is Moshe talking about in the past that he pleaded with God to be allowed into the land? And what I want to share is, in a sense, just really Rashi, but I want to share the way in which he is passed and understood by one of the great Torah scholars of our age, the wonderful Aviva Zornberg of Jerusalem. So this is Rashi's answer. Rashi says, you need to turn back to Bamidbar Perek Kaf Zayin, chapter 27 of the book of Bamidbar. And if you actually have the text in front of you, I recommend looking at it. Because chapter 27 of the book of Bamidbar features Benot Tzolofchad, the daughters of Tzolofchad, who have no brothers, and appeal to Moshe saying, look, our father has died. It is not fair if inheritance passes only through the son that our father's name will be lost and we will not inherit from him. And Moshe then asks God and God says they are. They are correct and indeed they must inherit. In verse 12 of that chapter, after Moshe has finished relaying the news to Benot Tzlovcha that they will inherit the land, God now turns to Moshe and says, Hashem al Moshe, Ale el haze, go up on this mountain, see the land that I am giving to the Jewish people, you will see it, but you will not enter it. Rather, you will die here, you will be gathered to your people. Says Rashi, this is the Be'etahi, 
This is the at that time that Moshe references later on at the end of Devarim chapter 3. Then I pleaded with God. Why then? Says Rashi, I saw God treating with compassion the claim of the daughters of Tzalofchad, saying, let us not be excluded from inheritance in the land. And I thought to myself, says Moshe, perhaps this is an eight ratzon, perhaps this is a time of divine will where if their request has been listened to, then I will also be listened to. And Moshe asks that request, says Rashi, and then has the response by God, go up the mountain and see the land, but you will not be allowed to enter into it. In other words, Moshe's plea is unsuccessful. So far, so wonderful. We're now going to get a little bit brilliant and a little bit creative. Says Aviva Zornberg, this idea of the Hanan Lifnei Hashem, I pleaded with God at that time, is associated with a lesson that the sages draw from it. And that lesson is as follows. Even if a sword be placed against your throat, a person must not despair of the power, the efficacy of prayer. This is Moshe, this is where the sages learn it from, who is pleading with God to enter into the land, even though the decree has already been issued against him that he will not. And said of Eva Zornberg, when I heard her teach this, and it's written in her book on Bamidbar and her new book on Moshe, said of Eva Zornberg, this is a really funny lesson to draw. How are we supposed to learn from Moshe the, the wonderfulness of pleading with God, even if the sword be placed against his throat, to not despair of the power of prayer, because the prayer doesn't work. He asks to be to be allowed to enter into the land, but he is not then granted his wish. So why is this a powerful learning moment? So hold that question in your mind. Aviva goes back to chapter 27, and she notices something fascinating. The first half of chapter 27 is the request of the daughters of Tzalofchad to inherit the land, and it is granted. Then... There is the insert of Rashi back from Devarim chapter 3 to say, Moshe asking now, may I also inherit in the land? Then we have the actual verses of God saying, you shall not enter the land. And then the final part of that chapter features the request by Moshe to appoint in his place a leader who will take the Jewish people into the land, and we are introduced to Yahushua. However, the verse that introduces that is as follows, and it's completely astonishing. I hope you're staying with me. This is verse 15, Tet Vav, in chapter 27 of Bamidbar. Vayidaber Moshe el Hashem lemor. Now, anyone whose ear is used to the Chumash will hear that clash because Vayedaber, not Vayomer, Vayedaber is a language of strength in speech and it is almost always 
one directional v'yadaber Hashem. God speaks to Moshe and to others. When humans speak to God, it is not in the language of v'yadaber, but rather in the language of v'yomer, a softer one. This is the unique and only instance where Moshe is Vayedaber with God. And says Aviva, how does this happen? How does it happen that at this moment of all moments, having been refused the request to enter into the land, Moshe finally finds the strength to be Medaber, to speak with strength to God, saying, appoint for me a successor. And she draws upon an amazing Midrashic uh, image, which we're not going to go too far into now. But essentially in the Midrash, Moshe is told as follows. You can enter into the land if you like, says God, as you request. But then Israel won't. You can't have it both ways. You pleaded for Israel to survive, to, for me not to wipe them out after the sin of gold, the golden calf and various other errors and I gave you your wish but you can't have it both ways you can't have yourself entering into the land and Israel entering into the land which one do you want and Moshe faced with a choice chooses that indeed Israel will enter into the land and he will not and the way in which as I recall it Aviva developed this idea is that at a certain point Moshe now gives up all sense of his own achievement. And with that, rather than crashing, finds within him deep wellsprings of inspiration and power to then finally, in the last few weeks of his life, give Israel the most glorious vision and speech of message that they will take with them into the land. Why am I talking about this now when our chapter today is chapter 4? Chapter 4 is going to be the beginning of the rest of Devarim. It will take us back to Mount Sinai, to the Aseret Hadibrot. It will be Moshe's vision for Israel as they enter into the land. You may recall a verse from way back in Shemot where Moshe says to God, I'm not fitting to be a leader Lo ish devarim anochi. I am not a man of words. I am not a man of devarim. How can it be that such a person, at the very end of their life, then founds the, finds the power to write the book of Elehadvarim? These are the words of Moshe. The man of Lo ish devarim has become the man of Elehadvarim. Va'et Hanan, Moshe introduces the main body of the book of Devarim by saying, I pleaded with God at that time. And when the sages say, do not despair of the power of Tefillah, indeed Moshe's proximate request was not listened to. He was not able to enter into the land. But from that process of request and refusal, he was then able to find within him the power and the strength to give Israel a message for the ages, finding within himself to become the man of Tvarim and introduce chapter 4, its return to Sinai and its vision for the rest of Jewish history. Thank you.